Well, hi there, everybody. My name is Eric. This is Against the Grain. We are with Chase, Chad, and Max. And today, we have very interesting topics that we'd like to talk about. First of all, we're going to say, Marvel, thank you very much for keeping Spider-Man within the MCU. Hallelujah. Our prayers are answered. I want you guys to talk about this because I know very little about it. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> all right. Uh, who wants to go first? Yeah. So I have a little news article here pulled up um, about the deal. You know, Sony and Disney, they went back to the negotiation table. They talked to each other some more and they have worked it out where I believe it's essentially the same deal as before. You know, Disney's not. Uh, monopolizing this money like they sort of wanted to. Uh, but an interesting thing is that uh, recent news is claiming that Tom Holland, the actor for Spider-Man in these new movies, um, is the one who uh, reportedly saved the deal. Uh, apparently, Tom Holland made a last-minute appeal to the companies to, you know, say that the uh, this character and these stories are very important to people and they should be left to continue as they are. Uh, you guys, what do you think? Um, I, well, I like that Disney didn't want to, like you said, monopolize the whole thing because when I heard the deal, I was like, first off, like, you know, everybody started blaming like Sony cause they're like, Oh, they just want, you know, Spider-Man to crop up their crappy Venom movie, which I thought Venom was okay. I wouldn't say it was good. I would say it was something that I could sit down and watch repeatedly but not be like super into it i thought it was okay and you know hey if they added spider-man in there i thought it would be pretty good i i didn't really blame sony i was like i'm sure it had to do with disney and you know disney trying to you know get more money than what they needed despite the fact that they own basically all of marvel's characters and they already planned on making movies with a bunch of different new characters, despite, you know, what happened after Endgame with, like, them losing Iron Man, Captain America. I I don't know about Thor or Hulk or, you know, Black Widow or any of them. I don't know what's going on with that. Well, Black Widow's dead. Well, of course. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, like... What? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They're, Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. But they're, they're still coming out with, like, your backstory movie that's been... Yeah, who know, cares? Prequels will get you. Anyway. I don't know. But it was... a. Uh, it was an interesting thing. And then, you know, I going to go out on a limb here. Sure. Was not a fan of far from home. I, I thought that I thought that if you did not know the history of Spider-Man, like you, like you didn't know who Mysterio was, it could have been entertaining. But the fact that I knew that the whole thing was a hoax from the beginning, it didn't work for me. Nothing was convincing. It just felt like a little, well, choppy uh, and like the the beginning, like two thirds of the movie felt really weird because I knew that the whole like, you know, haha, I'm a villain was coming and it was it. It just didn't work for me. They it it didn't feel like like even if I could say that I saw it from like not knowing what was going on, it's it didn't work right. The pacing felt really weird. Like, that beginning scene where they had, like, Nick Fury and, like, what, Maria Hill, is that her name? Like, the other the other female yeah. agent come out of there, and they wind up in this random town, and then all of a sudden there's, like, a sand monster. And it was, I don't know, it was, like, a minute clip, and it just was, like, really quick. And it was just, like, whoa, what happened? And then all of a sudden, 
Not to mention they changed Spider-Man's character completely from like Homecoming where they're like, he wants to be an Avenger to where he doesn't want to be a superhero anymore because he wants to be, you know. Well, well, to, for, for, for my thing. Wait, wait, is, wait, real quick. Was he like the, Spider-Man, was he like the Michael Jackson of superheroes? Like always just kind of wanted to go back to being a kid? Not really, no. The whole thing, the you know, the great power comes great responsibility. That's the whole thing is that, you know, because he has the power, he has to use it for good. You know, he can't just, you know, idly watch by his shit happen. Okay. You know, like that's nurse. the whole thing. So, okay. which is why I felt that kind of this whole thing where he's like, oh, I'm just going to ignore Nick Fury's call to like help people so that I can go on a vacation and, you know, basically just try and get with this girl. Well, wouldn't well, that just be him just trying to live life as a kid? But yes, but like I'm saying, the whole point of Spider-Man, you know, the whole, I know they didn't incorporate Uncle Ben, but they implied that it, you know, it still happened. They did? Yeah, they yeah. they implied it. Man, really they didn't really, they didn't really like, you know, like if you're a, you know, no Spider-Man like a lot, then it was implied, but he didn't say it full out. Okay, is that because he was living with on whatever? Her yeah, name well, is, they had no they had to try. Figure? Yeah, they had to try to change it. So, you know, it wasn't like you know the same like you know, oh, Uncle Ben died and everything like that. They were trying to do something different to where it already happened. Well, couldn't you? Couldn't one explore the idea that he just died of natural causes and everybody was just okay with it and he never gave that speech? Yeah, that's a lot of assumption from the audience. I think. Yeah, that's that's true. I'm just. It was kind of weird. Like, it was a big step because, like, if you watched Homecoming, like, all he wanted to do was help. Like, he was going out on limbs, you know, even after Tony Stark was like, hey, I okay. want you to stay out of this. And he was just like, no, I got to do this. And he was going behind his back and he was, you know, like, getting super, you know, like, mad about it and whining and shit, you know. And then all of a sudden, just all of a sudden, he's like, okay, now I just want to go hang out with this chick and fuck being a superhero basically and tony is dead and everybody's like kind of like you know like you got to be the new iron man my guy like even if he doesn't want to it's well, like, like like that that the, the weight the weight of that situation was kind of like you know thrown on him well like, like he, he he's with great he's, power comes great responsibility I know, I know but he's he's still very he's still like in high school dude like all that weight to be thrown on you all at once like that would kind of be a, a like a lot to handle yeah but yeah, that's true. Um, with uh, <laughs> Far From Home's sort of juxtaposition of the, uh, you know, Spider-Man has to be the new Iron Man. He needs to do that. and uh, Versus, you know, him wanting two weeks to himself. Uh, that brings up a very... But here's uh, the thing. Here's No, I get that. But here's also the thing, though. If, like, say, like, another villain, like the Rhino or the Vulture again, just starts attacking people as he in New York, where he lives... Like, I can kind of get this one because it was, like, a world thing and it was kind of taking place in different areas. But, like, if the rhino was just attacking, is he just going to be like, nah, let somebody else get it because I want to have a week to myself. I think that's a little unfair to, you know, the people. Yeah, but, well, I guess in that universe, superheroes are known that they're there, right? Yeah. Like, people aren't just, like, well, I guess there's nothing else left. They're waiting for. A well, even else. in that universe, there's nothing the cops can fucking do. Well, yeah, they try. They try, but they they don't really do anything. They're there. The and... best the best they can do is barricade people from getting close. Yeah, that's basically the best they can do. And it 
like I said, you know, I'm, oh. I guess I'm just holding on to the quote of, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. But it was never said in that. I, I know, right? I know, I know. I'm just saying it's a it's a big part of like who Spider Man always is. So you're so you're like on the lines if you're okay, do you, like nurses take an oath when they become certified nurses or RNs. Yeah, and when they need to get called in, no, no, they come no, no, in. no. Like if they are driving and they see an accident, like I think by law or something, they have to get out of the car and make sure everybody's okay before they continue on their route. So it's that kind of responsibility you knew going into it that you'd probably be no vacations, no weekends off type thing. You're a superhero. You're a nurse. Yeah. Nurses are superheroes. That's what I got to say. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's just what I'm saying. You know, I, I get it. You know, there could have been other people that could have probably helped. No, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying like what kind of like what Chad's saying, how he's like, you know, He's still a kid, and I'm just saying, I get it that other people could have helped, but if you get called to help and you're a superhero, you know, it's kind of, you know, you kind of have that responsibility. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Yeah. And I think, you know, as uh, realistically off-topic as we are here, um, your, your argument toward the movie and the character brings up a good point, uh, that this character and the stories are very important to people, and... Uh, considering the situation where Sony may have just pulled Spider-Man out of the MCU entirely, you know, that's going to cut off storyline. That's going to destroy character and reactions. Like, and left Far From Home on like, a huge cliffhanger. Exactly. Ooh, you know, that cliffhanger, though. doing that sort of thing really pulls people out of the situation. And uh, that that would, that would be quite a bad thing for, you know, the people. Uh, you know, money and... <laughs> uh, money and businesses aside um you know it's like it's like when they ended my name is earl uh the people asked the studios are we on for another season do you know it's upside down uh on for another season and then they left and so the creators were like okay yeah we are we can no we can uh just you know make a cliffhanger we can add another we're for sure guaranteed that and they weren't so my name is earl ends with a cliffhanger a giant one and 2006 was when it ended for 13 years without another episode of My Name is Earl. Anyway, it doesn't look like it's coming. No, I don't think um, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, but uh, a lot of this brings to brings to our attention, you know, the concept of studios and businesses taking into account what the fans want as opposed to, you know, doing just strictly business. Because that's what the deal between Sony and Disney is. You know, it's a business agreement to get Spider-Man used in the Marvel movies. Um, and really the fact that they were able to save that and give the people the storylines and the character or characters that they want, that really speaks to how, you know, how important it is for companies and businesses to sort of not, not, not entirely bend backwards for the people, but give them what they want within reason. Yeah. You know, because, uh. Like it or not, the public at large has a lot of expectations of you know, movies and TV series and you know, books and games and such and such. Especially, like, you know, when it comes to movies, video games and stuff like that. Stuff that has already, like, been, like, like, like how comic book movies are based off of, like, comic book characters. And, you know, mm -hmm. you got, like, those, you know, these comic book characters have been around for, like, 50 60 mm -hmm. years and you know they've established like what's they're about and you know you know you got to work like their likeness and everything into a movie 
I think, yeah. I think, yeah, especially with nostalgia, that holds, uh, like, people have a lot of weight with that. Uh, coming to, like, let's say Star Wars, the reboot, people had expectations to not repeat episode four. You know, that same kind of concept where there's a new person, whatever. Um, or, and I think, I think, you know, in most cases, fans, when it comes to nostalgia, they, they got to be right. The people creating the new, new reboot or whatever, they got to get it right. So if they don't get it right, then it's just a new thing with similar characters or or some backstory that people have already known about, and then it's just totally different. But there's got to be kind of a callback to what it was and what it will be. Right, yeah. and uh, there are plenty of examples where this has gone wrong. You know, mm. uh, corporations and studios they didn't deliver something the fans wanted, liked, or appreciated at all. At all, not to say that you know they're being needy and should have appreciated more. Yeah. Um, for instance, one example that was very clear in my mind is uh, Deadpool uh, in his appearance in X-Men Origins. Ah, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where the character was almost completely unrecognizable from... Sort of kind of like a Wolverine kind of yeah. kind of like a, like a mesh of like a bunch of different characters put together that was kind of just focused around like what just kind of like a rebrand of the character but with the same name that they tried to put on and they, right they, they took away his most like basic quality of you know his mouth like he, he oh i'm fine with that well <laughs> i'm fine with that I, I don't need to hear ryan reynolds at all what i, I don't like the deadpool movies Ooh, hot take Damn, you want to just talk about that for a little bit? I feel like you have some. I'm angst. sorry, I just don't like the whole Deadpool fourth wall break. I'm fine with fourth wall breaking, but it's just every five seconds, and none of the jokes are actually funny. Yeah, I beg to differ. Some, some of those. Some of those I do. Feel like there's a very specific audience that's kind of like, <laughs> you know. I I don't know. That's it. I just don't. It's the comedy. I'm more of a smart com- comedy kind of guy, you know, I don't like, it's all just like choppy stuff, you know, like he, like there's that scene where he's like in the, he kind of just says fuck all the time. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like, there's that I mean, whole like, thing where he's like, you know, you're dark. You must be from the DC universe. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. Well, realistically, we're talking about Deadpool. Um, there's not, truthfully a lot of depth that one can expect from that character just because of how he's played off you know in the comics and such yeah just as you know fourth wall breaking comedy guy well that's the thing is like people wanted him to be part of the avengers and i'd be like that would ruin the movie that would ruin everything because he is basically just a big fourth wall breaker and in those types of movies where things are like serious like say like infinity war like i already kind of didn't like some parts of infinity war because like you know like fate of the universe is at stake you know half of all life which is basically trillions and they're just joking the entire time yeah like everything's a joke and i'm like you guys are seriously making jokes with trillions of lives on the line just going out there just you know just like well i think haven't haven't no i i get it the entertainment piece i know but it's on something okay but like there are good movies like i will say like the batman series like the christopher christopher drama eh, it's a superhero movie well it's yeah but it's dramatic opposed to being kind of lighthearted. and they were all still kind of fantastic they were all fantastic movies but they were yeah 
And that's the thing. That's what I think sometimes is missing is they try to go for the comedy more than they do trying to create a, like a good movie. Like I say they're good movies, but I'm talking like a good movie, like something where I can sit down and I can be like, all right, they didn't joke 50% of the time when they're like not being serious. Okay. But then couldn't you say like the second time you're watching the movie or something, just be like, okay, just follow the plot more than just listen to every line. I think I think it was important when watching, especially superhero movies, is uh, suspension of disbelief, um, because in uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know these characters have uh, been been involved in a lot of situations that are very outside uh, our expectations. You know, in this real life, um, a lot of goofy things have happened in the Marvel movies that would not be possible because of these characters, you know, powers and backstories and whatnot. And so could you not say that these characters have sort of acclimated to that and have res- have grown more accustomed to responding to these situations with humor? True. I mean, but, like, sometimes some of the stuff just comes off, like... Specifically out there just so... Like, it's just it. really... Some of the jokes I can get behind. Like, some of the jokes are, like... Like, but some of them are like really out there. Like they kind of like pull away from the movie. Like I, I remember one time I was watching, I remember I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Chad was with me on this one. And they were talking about like the whole like planet thing, you know, how Eagle was like a planet and, you know, Drax kind of was like, did you make a penis? And, you know, they had like this whole scene where they were just talking about, yes, Drax, I made a penis. And he's just like, ha. And I'm like, Really? Like, I mean, I get it, but I mean, it, it wasn't funny. It was kind of just like a, I don't know. I just, I just think in certain situations, you know, people would act differently. And I don't think like peak levels of comedy really come out. I think some situations that could be serious are taken away by jokes, which I'm more of a, when it comes to like, you know, like serious tones, you know, like the bad guy is coming in. But I don't like it when the bad guy, you know, has like Darth Vader. Could you imagine if, you know, somebody like every time Darth Vader was in scene and somebody just made a joke, like every time he smells walked. like bacon in here. Yeah, it smells like bacon. <laughs> you know, it would kind of pull away. Darth Vader is good because he every time he steps into the scene, it's all menacing, and every Very single character, every well, single character is like intimidated okay, by him okay and you know he has this presence are you talking maybe nowadays when they put Darth Vader in there like let's say Rogue One or something or are you staying like episode four five and six I'm talking like every season well the thing is I think with four five and six they didn't establish the humor side of things yet when it comes to those kind of movies um it was a different dynamic with the characters but even the then is now Darth Vader have a little joke in him well that's the thing it's a callback to nostalgia like you can't, or is it just because, because he's got to keep, he's got to save face basically. But would you like it if, you know, everybody was making jokes around Darth Vader? I think it's apples and oranges. I don't think you can compare the two just with those like two different kind of, uh, uh universes, you know? They're no, but I'm, I'm just saying like, take all that away. I can't even imagine it. I can't even imagine it. Okay. Because I'm like, that just would never happen in a star Wars universe exactly. with, with Darth Vader Okay. because they established that in these seventies and eighties. Okay. That's fine. What did you think? Okay, here's here's one of my biggest things. Like, they do this with all movies nowadays. And one of the things that I didn't like about, like, The Last Jedi, first of all, I heard a Your Mama joke in a Star Wars movie. Ooh. 
I was like, ooh, I was like, what did I just hear a Yo Mama joke in a Star Wars movie? And that completely pulled me away. As soon as I heard that Yo Mama joke, I was like, I am not going to have a good time watching this movie. I'm with you there. And when uh, when they brought like uh, politics in it too, I think it was in Rogue One. No, it was Solo. When uh, one of the robots was, I mean, this is this is a yeah. stretch or something, but I kind of got it. It was like, she, she's like, do you, I believe in robots rights or something like that. Equality yeah. for robots. And I'm like, God, can we just take a step away from the real world stuff and just focus on the action here? Like, but, but I mean, that's all different to everybody. So yeah, I can't say if that's wrong or right. I just didn't like it. it. It definitely pulled me away from Solo. Like I went into Solo, like I already wasn't like, it's, mm-hmm. I was like the idea of a Solo movie. I was like, I don't really need to watch a movie about Han Solo. Like he had four, five, six and seven. And that was good. I didn't need to know his backstory. Like mm-hmm. I was like, cool, I mean, I, one of the coolest characters of all time. I still thought it was pretty good. I thought it was, I, 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 it was a good movie. I thought it was pretty good. It's just that some parts kind of pulled me out of it. Like, like the droid, like every time, like the droid, it wasn't so much the politics. It was just that everything was kind of annoying when she talked like, like that one part when she was like, like every scene that she was in, it was always talking like she never shut up. Well, it's like C-3PO, though. Maybe they were trying to... Yeah, but it was... It's C-3PO. Like, robots can't pick up on social cues type thing. Yeah, like... Something to add to that specific comparison, you know, C-3PO versus... I don't know the name of the droid. L-Z? It's okay. We don't know. Um, Forgettable droid. (laughs) Just pairing the fact that, you know, droids in general in the Star Wars universe are... uh, how, How did you just say it? Uh, Like, just social lacking. Yeah, like social cues. They don't really pick up on that. Um, that in C-3PO's case is combined with, you know, being sort of a snarky know-it-all. And with the other droid's case, that's combined with, you know, having, you know, seeing a bigger purpose, you know, especially with the fact that droids are in uh, in Star Wars seem to be capable of, you know, higher thought and actual consciousness. R2-D2. Right. Uh, You know, seeing that... (laughs) That is possible, and they're still essentially just used as servants or slaves or even pets. You know, don't you think that would get a little grading on? Some? Well, the thing is, they're Here's built the, to serve. Yeah, they're, they're not. Built they to can't serve. empathize. They don't have any any uh, emotions really um, until they do get personified in four, five, and six. So you could argue that they established that earlier. So they wanted to do a callback in Solo, and that just gets messy. You know what I'm saying? I like, suppose, like when I think just when C three PO's scared in the, in the, in, the, in that one uh, in five, I think when they're in the worm, like he's scared. That's emotion. Yeah. So I guess yeah, they would get maybe. Or even when he's like three. super snarky when Chewbacca's like putting them back together and he's mm-hmm. like you know like nagging at him. He's like, yeah. "You put me my head on backwards, you big oaf," <laughs> and something like that. Yeah. So I don't think it's entirely out of character in you know these uh, science fiction. Uh, type movies and shows uh, like Star Wars and superhero stuff. I don't think it's entirely out of character for characters to be making jokes or, you know, remarks in that sort of case. It is. One, uh, one example I wanted to bring up specifically was in the comic Superior Spider-Man um, where I don't know the full context, but I know that uh, Doc, uh, Doc Ock, Dr. Octopus um impersonated or possessed spider-man for a time uh and and then i'm looking at a page where you know the the green goblin i believe is 
you know, fighting him, expecting it to be Doc Ock, and he's, uh, you know, explaining that, you know, he wasn't actually the hero, yada yada. And then Spider-Man, because it's the real Spider-Man, you know, makes a joke. You know, he makes a Snyder mark to the Green Goblin. And then that's where the Goblin recognizes that it's Spider-Man. Because, you know, a lot of Spider-Man's character is making jokes and being... Got them quips. Yeah, being a snarky, quippy guy. Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying, like, sometimes some characters make jokes. Like, like I know Spider-Man. Like, I've read comics. He's a, he's a joke kind of guy. He really, like, talks into his bad guy's heads. Like, he always making remarks. I don't know if you guys played the Marvel Spider-Man game. I have not. I have I have watched people play it. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I, I don't have a PS4, so I can't actually play it. So it's fair, enough. Yeah, fair enough. I have I played Superior it Race? <laughs> we can I, get into that. I have played it a little bit, and it's, I gotta say, it is fun just swing around for like an hour. It is. And, you like know, if, if, you, just if you play the game, it's based off likeness in the comic books, and he makes remarks all the time. Like, he'll, you know, make a remark about how big, you know, the rhino is, and he'll say, like, oh, you big dumb oaf, or something like that. He's you really. Big, you, rhino, you big dumb oaf. You put my head on backwards. Yeah. Or, yeah, I don't know. So, <laughs> something like that. He, he, he's always making jokes and, you know, making quick remarks. Well, you could say the same about Deadpool, how his thing oh, he, is, yeah, I, is to, like, break the fourth wall. And, like, he, he makes jokes all the time because he well, knows is that. Is making he's, jokes really breaking the fourth wall? Well, well he but, breaks the fourth wall because, you know. Like, I, I know what he does. I'm just saying making jokes wouldn't be considered breaking the fourth wall. It would just be kind of talking to himself, kind of just like. Yeah. I think a lot of them are tied together, though, because well, sure. a lot of his jokes, he's addressing the audience. Well, that's the thing. But, but like, let's say, like, the Spider-Man game, he's not turning to the camera and being like, look at that oaf. You know, he's just saying it to himself. You big oaf. Why am I even, you know? So I don't think they don't they don't go hand in hand when it comes to other things. Like, like, like C-3PO, you know? Yeah. I'm just saying, like, here's my thing. I'm not saying, like, some... Like, some characters, like Spider-Man, you know, Tony Stark, you know, those guys have, like, you know, quick-witted, you know, they're kind of snarky. But people like uh, Thor, who in the comics is always, you know, like, a noble, you know, a warrior, somebody who, like, speaks in, like, you know, thy mother, you know, something like that. And, that and they kind of, and they changed him into kind of a big joke where he kind of, like, jokes, like, every, you know, five seconds, everything he says. Well, that, and he kind of turned into, like, a surfer surfer dude. And it it's, like... Well, that was just him, like, you know, getting used to Earth because he lived... He but lived if you read the if you read the comics, he... Well, that's the thing. I think, I think your issue is, with a lot of things, too, and it's not really, uh, like, a problem, but it's more of a thing that you can point out easier, is that it doesn't follow comic books the way you want it yeah it doesn't it doesn't follow comic books they're tailored just an adaptation of the comics yeah they're tailored more for entertainment purposes and addressing the audience and being being relatable now comic books were made like you said 50 years ago um things aren't so relatable that much i mean some you could argue some are some aren't but um i i I think that people who always go back say well this is what they did it's different kind of tend to may maybe ruin the movie for themselves that's a good point. Uh, you know, talking about how these characters are really, really old, you know, upwards of 50, 60 years, um, and how the expectations of superheroes in general were different back then. You know, a lot of the comics were focused on, you know, this person is an outsider. They are different. They act different. They do different things. Like, I know one specific thing about Superman is how he's, a, you know, a, a super-powered stranger from the planet Krypton. 
And so the same sort of thing could be said about Thor uh, in at least those older comics where he's, you know, he's a god out of time. He's been pulled from Asgard and is now operating on Earth. And so he's keeping his Asgardian mannerisms and that's what makes him different. You know, I think the comic readers need to know that he's different. And that's a lot of what the character meant back then, if that makes sense. I guess. I don't know. I guess it, for me, it's just, you know, I like serious movies, I guess. I don't like, I like to be, feel like I'm in the movie. Like I can like, you know, picture myself in, in the universe. It really makes you feel like Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Here's what I'm That's saying. what I'm like with video games. I well, like I said, like sometimes, you know, like that joke that pulls you out of it and you'd be like, would they really do that in this situation? Or is it just, you know, for a quick laugh? So but yeah, subjective. Man. So the emergent. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying like my, my kind of movies are kind of like, you know, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies where, you know, it's all about, you know, just trying to make a good story, you know, trying to make the best movie possible. You're not there trying to make jokes. You're trying to make a movie that entertains. Okay. People could argue, though, that making a good story has humor in it. And that's maybe why they try hard to achieve that, because they set their goals up for themselves and they meet those goals. Yeah, that's uh, that's something that could be, you know, thought about, um, especially when you're considering the Christopher Nolan Batman movies versus the Marvel movies, uh, because as the adage goes, all stories are either tragedies or comedies. And so could you not say that the Nolan films are tragedies and the Marvel movies are comedies. And that's why they, you know, I always they thought how they are tragedy and comedy go hand in hand. Like, like philosophy. <laughs> well, I think Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. Yeah. Or even like, um, uh, damn Adam Sandler movies. You know, you always see, something, <laughs> you always see death in there or something. And, and I that's mean, true. I, I'm not saying Adam Sandler is hilarious by any stretch. He's not, but I think, I think some that, of his movies are, Good like, younger ones, old, very old ones. Fucking Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, Billy Madison. No. Mr. Yeah, I, 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 I could never get into Billy Madison. I didn't like Click. It. I thought it was okay. Click was good. Click was all right. I, I didn't like Click. Click. Really didn't like Click. I thought it was not a okay. lot of people did. <laughs> That's fair. No, here's hey, the thing. Hey, I just ridiculous don't like... six. You, you, you and me. I liked it. We were chilling in uh, like Colin's basement watching that movie while they uh, everyone else was partying upstairs. We were <laughs> laughing our fucking asses off watching Ridiculous Six together. Were we? Yeah. Yes, we were. That is right. Dude, is when, when fucking Herm came on, dude, we lost it. Because his name was Herm, and you know why. Wait, we lost it. Wait, wait, wait. Herm is the guy that was like, like, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, there, there is a lot to be said. It's, I don't know, it's hit and miss. It, I like Adam Sandler when he doesn't act. A lot, yeah, yeah Adam. Like Sand, a lot of Adam Sandler roles are the same, where he's kind of just a guy who like is really, really temperamental and isn't what you would consider <coughs> smart. Yeah, a lot of uh, I think what you're getting at is that uh, Adam Sandler, in a lot of occasions, could be described as a rounder, Jewier Jim Carrey. Jewier, he's a Jew. Can you say that, man? He's a Jew. That's just what he is. Uh, Stay in the facts. Man. Adam Sandler I, is Jewish. I don't think you could. Yeah, I know he's Jewish, but yeah, I don't think you can say Jewier. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Is is Jim Carrey less Jewy? Is he? He's not Jewish. Yeah, then, he he, then he's less Jewish. Jim Carrey is Jim oh, Carrey no, no, no. Jewish? Well, no, no, no. no, 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 no I, I, think, I thought. Never I think he's Christian. Ignore me. Or Baptist. I thought we were talking about 
Adam Sandler. My thing is, is a lot of his humor is just, I'm yelling really loud and I'm saying it in a dumb voice. Laugh at me. Okay. Beliefnet.com, by the way, says that Jim Carrey is a Catholic Christian. Bingo bundle. Not a Jew. He is less Jew. Ross isn't a Jew. Who's that? Weird Al. That's true. Which is surprising. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Okay. Going off the rails real quick. Yeah, so we were talking about these films. And I think a lot of what you were getting at is the immersion and your expectations, uh, especially comparing the films to their source material and uh, how they stay faithful and how they stay faithful to what you expect of them being movies that are supposed to be set in real life. Um, you think those actors in those movies, like, like they get hurt from the amount of pressure that, that fans have on them? Or do you think they just roll it off the shoulder because it's just a right? job? I think it's, I think sometimes it's more has to do with, I don't think blame can go to the actors because they're just reading whatever the writers okay. put on them. I think it's more of, do the writers understand what they need to do? Here's, here's an example of something where writers are completely out of it. I don't know if any of you guys watched Game of Thrones. I did want to bring this up. Okay, good. I was hoping you were actually going to bring this up because I felt like you I felt like you probably would, but Game of Thrones, if some of you didn't know, had four amazing seasons. I would say after the fourth season, it kind of went off the rails just a little bit. It wasn't quite as kind of, kind of pettered off. Yeah, it kind of pettered off and kind of went to, you know, like not as good, you know, drama compelling, you know, TV stuff, but it was still good. It wasn't bad. And, you know, they had a lot of, you know, plot that could, uh, there was a storyline about like some zombie white walkers is what they were. They were basically like, you know, winter demons and very evil looking ice men. Yeah. Like there was even like a blue Darth Maul in there who was well, like, there an like, ice dragon. Yeah. An ice dragon. I never, I didn't watch the Sounds series. Like a of okay. But, <laughs> but there was, there was this whole storyline. The first episode was basically, it started off with like, you know, these white walkers and, you know, it was like winter is coming, which was the whole, you know, story, you know. Yes. It was all from the very beginning. They were like, winter is coming, winter is coming. And what winter was is like these white walkers were coming and they were going to like try to kill everybody. And that's what winter is. So, you know, they go through seven seasons. Yes. And, you know, they build up this plot. They're like, you know, like, whoa, holy shit, there's White Walkers, they got an undead army, you know, they've got, like, millions of soldiers, you know, we all need to unite, because obviously, in the Game of Thrones, you know, all these kingdoms and stuff are trying to, you know, like, be the rightful kingdom, and, you know, you know, be on top. Sit on the sword chair. Yeah, sit on, sit on the big chair, you know, but, you know, not everybody gets along, and, you know, the only way to face this threat what they were talking about throughout the entire series is like the only way we can fight this threat is if we all come together for, you know, the common good. Well, then they got to the eighth season and, you know, usually these are like 10 episode seasons, you know, 40, 50 minute episodes, you know, it's a, it's a big series, but then they decided to go down to six episodes for the last season. First two episodes, they were like, Oh shit, these guys are coming. You know, what's what's all going to happen? And might I say, Winter is Coming is the whole premise of this show. Yes. That, they uh, ended it in one episode. 
Yeah. Super anticlimactic. And then they had us pretend that we still cared about the throne, even though they told us, you know, the throne doesn't matter. We got to fight these guys, you know, for the greater good. And a lot of people got mad at that. And then as the series went on and, you know, people were like, oh, what about all these other plot threads that, you know, need their ending? You know, there's a lot of, you know, in a TV series, it's got a lot of plot. You know, it's not just like a movie where it's like, here's where we are right now. And, you know, we need to get to the end as soon as, you know, there's a lot of different characters, a lot of different storylines that need to be complete. And by the end of the series, a lot of them ended in very, very shitty ways. And a lot of people were mad at, about that. And, you know, they, uh, people blamed the producers who were like Benny Haas and wife. They were called D&D. And, but people called them Dumb and Dumber after this. Because, you know, they were like, you guys can't write an ending to a series. Okay, so fans overreacted because they got... They didn't emotion. overreact. I watched it. It was I don't, absolute I, I think, horseshit. I think at the end the, of the day, you can't get mad at somebody for creating something that no, they didn't like. The, the point of the message being that... No, the this problem... series uh, sort of failed to live up to what it was. Uh, you know what people okay. were expecting of it. Not to say that you know the subverting your expectations trope is a bad thing all the time, but it, there are definitely wrong ways to play it. And I, I, but I, I don't think your your people are allowed to just shit on the producers and the creators because they didn't like it. Again, uh, I think you could argue at least someone liked it somewhere, and then their job's complete. Well, I, think, I would argue with you to what I, I okay I won't say watch I think the a lot series. Of the, I think a lot of the reasons are that uh, people pointed out a lot of uh, plot holes and characters not acting the way they were the rest of the series. Okay, they were Star Wars did that. Luke killed a, his his fucking nephew because tried to right. He tried to kill his nephew because he saw a little bit of the dark side in him. But then he's trying to convert his dad, who was already killing younglings. That's a plot hole. This fucker's having a bad fucking dream. If I if I'm talking if we're talking about that specific incident, I would like to argue that uh, that builds into the story more because it looks like the sequel trilogy is focusing more on the struggle between dark and light, not between multiple people, but between but inside of people's own selves. And you could say that okay. Luke was experiencing you know, sort of a wave of the dark side. And that's what led him to almost try to kill Ben Solo. I don't know. I, I can't get on board with that at all. With Luke, he, uh, for three movies, he was this, he was a stand-up Jedi. That's what they did in episode six already, though. They already said he, he got a wave of the dark side. That's why he went crazy and, and almost killed his dad because uh, he was trying to, you know, defend himself from he, getting killed. He tried to defend, you know, Vader threatened his sister to turn her to the dark side, and then he went off in a fit of rage, and that was the only way he was able to overpower Darth Vader, was when he fully gave in to the dark side. Okay, but why kill a nephew when he's still learning the ways of the Force? Well, my bigger question is, how they in this movie they talked about how Snoke had already gotten to him. How the hell did Snoke get to him? Why would Luke do that? Why would Luke let okay. Snoke... T Why would he let... Because obviously Snoke is a bad guy. How would Snoke get around to getting into contact with Ben if he's with Luke? There you go. Plot hole. And there's all of them. So for people to get so upset about a series letting him down because they were on a contract that needed to fill so many spots of an episode, I'd say you can get more mad at movies for that because they have all the time in the world to make it right. But series, you have a limited time to write, act, 
shoot, get it done. They had two years to write this season. And but no. didn't they just get accepted for another one? Like they didn't know that they were going to come back, so when mm-hmm. they actually did? No, they they knew because it was the final season because they left it on. A, right, that's what I'm saying. Like they knew it was going to be the end of it. So they're like, okay, we got to wrap up all these loose but ends. But they actually, HBO wanted to give them 10 episodes, but they were like, no, we'll do it in six. So they had a chance to make it better, but they were like, no, we want to get, because maybe the, the maybe, maybe the creators were just done with it. They're like, this is, let's just end this shit. They were, that's the, they argument. were, they were getting on because they were offered a star Wars TV series. So they were said, let's, let's wrap this up okay. and let's not complete this series. Let's not do as good a job as we can so that we can get on to star Wars. Okay. And, and that's that, why people are mad because they did this seven seasons, but they don't owe you shit. They're just creating what they want, and it's done. I don't think it's about owing the fans specifically or entirely, let's say. Um, I, I'm i a believer in the philosophy that if somebody's creating an adaptation of a story or creating a story from scratch, that they owe the story to make it continue as uh, a logical... Maybe not all, all They time try logical. to make the best story that they can. Yeah, making it a good enough story. And I think making an adaptation of the Game of Thrones books, they have uh, at least some amount of obligation to the source material to make it, I guess, worthy. I don't I don't agree with that. Well, just here's... Based, the, here's one, one second. Okay. I just don't agree with it because it, at the end of the day, they created it, right? Like, this is their thing that they're doing. They have every right to cut it short. They can lose interest in it, and they want to end it. At least they ended it. They didn't. Well, just... then what about what about Earl? Earl, the creators wanted to keep going. The, the network said no. That's a different. Okay, networks. well then you can't blame the network because they didn't want to. I didn't. I'm not blaming the network. I'm blaming you, the fans, <laughs> for getting mad. No offense, but I, I just don't see. I don't see why fans are like you owe us this. No, they well don't. they didn't say they owe us this. They were just like I. They were just like disappointed. They and were. Then they moved on. But yeah, they we're, were still talking about it six months later. Chad, you have something to say? Uh, I have a question. Yes. Um, what is it? Is the Game of Thrones TV series an adaptation, or is it like a um, direct telling from the books? In well, some any, instances, any show will be an adaptation. Okay. Are, are they like telling their own story, or are they like going along? No, with they're the going book? along with the books. Okay. Is For it, the most part. Is, it, is it loose or is it tight? Was it tight um, in the beginning? It what was seen, very tight in the beginning. Well, I guess I shouldn't say it. What about the middle? Because t- in the beginning, you well, got to start somewhere. Well, here's, because here's the thing is that George R. R. Martin, the guy who wrote the books, wrote, you know, like seasons one through four. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he kind of just told them, you know, he gave them like clip it notes. He gave them like post notes, like this is what's happening. He'll be like, uh, this guy goes on a journey and this is where he ends up fill in the middle. Okay, so that they gave them every every chance to do whatever they wanted with it in the middle, which yeah. is the meat of the story, right? Yeah. Okay. Here's here's just what I'm saying. What, what, they what? they offered them ten. Okay, they they filmed this every season up until then. I've been ten episodes, mm-hmm. an hour each, one year to film. This one was given two years. They offered them ten. Did they have two years though? Yes. They so, did. so they knew they were coming back in two years. No, they were. They filmed for two years. Two years to film six episodes when the, they offered them ten. Okay. All right. I I still don't I still don't think they owe you ten episodes though. 
I'm not saying they owe me 10 episodes. I'm just saying that they, you know, they kind of were like, fuck it, you know, whatever. They didn't do the best that they could. In, in your opinion, if they were done with it, maybe they were burnt out. They but were here's like, the thing. This. Here's the thing. In their, they, they, they have to think about this as their career. You know, when they make that bad season, and I will tell you, I watched the whole series mm-hmm. as a whole yep. in a week. I watched it in a week. So, you know, I grasped yeah, okay. I grasped the whole story. And sure. the ending was absolute shit. Okay. If, like, if, I if would not can... wipe my ass with this. Okay, if we can... Well, because it's another piece of shit. If we can get uh, less into uh, specific critiques um, and get to... Uh, or, or, I guess, present a metaphor. Or a, a comparison, rather. Say... Harry Potter. First six books are out. People love them, as they did. People are crazy about the story. They want to see it concluded. They want to know how this epic young adult novel series ends. And they want it to live up to the story. You know, Voldemort building up an evil army and trying to take over the Wizarding World. Mm -hmm. Uh, Book seven rolls around. It is not the... Let's see, 759-page book it was. It is instead 350 pages. And Voldemort is killed off early in the book. And instead, um, Professor McGonagall is brought up as the final series villain. And that's how the story concludes. Don't you think that that is not a good thing? Like, if that had happened... Do you think? I, I, I just I, personally. Wait, is this think, a is this a so this didn't actually happen? No, no, no. no, no okay, no. It's see, a, I'm sorry, I did not read the books at all. But if in my because I, I swear to God, if you say that that's a good idea, I will. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I love this series to death. Um, when the last two movies came out, me and my mom both went and watched that, like in theaters. Personally, I think that would be I would be fucking pissed if that if that happened. Exactly, but that's what they did. Imagine Voldemort, except it's like okay. The no, I don't think you guys can do the, compare the two. Yes, They're, you can no, do. No. It is exactly the exact same. No, thing. it's not because that's a hypothetical. That's a huge hypothetical. And, and the amount of determination. But I'm just saying, on, if they on, change wait, that, wait. it would be exactly the same. The amount of the amount of uh, determination that the writer, the creator, and they all have, that's all going to change from case to case. You can't compare. Well, Harry Potter didn't do it, so Game of Thrones, they they can't do it either. Here's, well, here's, they, here's, they did it. Well, the, the point is to add a, a viewpoint from a different popular series angle. Like, my, my entire overarching kind of message that I want to put out there for myself is that series that uh, continue on for a long time owe it to themselves to be good and to be faithful to what it was supposed to be. And, and here's, here's a net on to that point. This is their career. If they see this, if somebody sees that they shit at the end... Nobody's gonna want them to but it's work subjective. as another series. The, no, the idea that they created this. I last, don't think. Hold on. Okay. That they created this last thing that they created, not you, them, right? But it's not their hold creation. On, that they created it. They ended it there. People could be like, "Why did you end it like that?" And all they have to say is because we thought it was the right fit for the show. We didn't want to go on. Things were contracts were up. Whatever. It was their idea to do it. They don't owe you anything. They don't owe an explanation to anybody but themselves. If they are genuinely unhappy with it, then that's on them. But if they can go on to a different show, like you said, the Star Wars thing, and have success there, then their their career is fine. Okay, but here's that's what I'm saying. 
I, I don't think their Star Wars deal is on anymore because people, because they shit, because they shit on that show. They absolutely shit on the ending. Okay. You, would you, as something as big a brand as Star Wars, because Game of Thrones isn't as big a brand as Star Wars, could you imagine? No, it is not. Do not even fucking start with me. Well, no, no. The but, person who created hey man, is give the guy a chance to talk. Jesus Christ, billion yeah. right, okay, dollars. Okay, okay, that okay. was also forty years ago. Okay, Game of Thrones just happened in the past twenty yeah. years. Game of Thrones no, Game, has a Game huge, of Thrones has been around the for show, the show, years. the more entertaining piece. Game of Thrones has a huge cult following. I'm not saying Star Wars. I'm not saying it's like anywhere near Star Wars. Star it Wars isn't. is way bigger. But I'm just saying. I say give it time. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying. Game not of, after Game, the Game show's of Thrones. Ended. That's your opinion. Their bro. cult following for Game of Thrones is still pretty big. I'm not saying it's anywhere near Star Wars, but it's still pretty big. Okay, but here's my saying: if, if. If the Star Wars series looks at that and they're like, oh my god, they got did it, disinterested and they made a really crappy ending and people are not going to like that, they're not going to hire them on. People are not going to be like, we're going to make, we're going to give you like a show and we want it to go on for like six seasons or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to shit it at the end and going to make, make a piss poor, you know, fucking well, well, ending. Again, that's I think case by case because if they're given direct story outlines that they have to follow – then they can just write for it and follow those storylines. That's different. But what you said, the guy was giving them uh, beginning and then fill in the middle. They did that. It's over. So it doesn't look like uh, there has been any news regarding the uh, Star Wars deal with the Raiders of Game of Thrones. Um, so we don't know for sure if they're still doing it or if they're not doing it because there hasn't been another statement. Um, but I also would like to say that I don't think it becomes so much about the uh, you know, author or creator or producer or etc. about a series, um, because at the end of the day, series are being created for the people watching them. Yeah, it's not created for the producers; it's for the people watching them. They. Are... I would disagree with that. This, this is. <laughs> what? Oh, I have a dumb example. Yep. I have a dumb example here. Um, are the producers the only ones talk. watching yeah. the show? Does not entirely fit. Jesus Christ! Uh, children's books are just that they're made for children Mm -hmm. it's not the fact that somebody wrote this children's book and says yes this is the children's book i wanted to write this is good enough for me i accomplished this and it doesn't matter if the kids like it because then their books don't sell and then it doesn't matter okay but with that being said they're not i mean children's books are 10 pages People are going to make that tailor fitted for a kid to read. When you're a person who wants to tell a story, whether it be in a book, movie, series, miniseries, whatever, that's your story to tell. If you're done telling that, nobody can tell you, you need to add more because I didn't like it. It's your story. You tell that story. They don't. But it's not their story. They got it from somebody It's their else. story when somebody says, here's the beginning, here's the end, fill in the middle. You can go, hey, it, you can go okay, hog wild with that shit. I was a little, I was a little like loose with that. They gave them bullet points of what needed to happen. It was just they didn't give them like, you know, he said this and he said that. They set up every scene. But they just were like, here's the emotional see, setting see, of the scene. I, I just, now that, that that's said, I, I can't go back on what I said, though. I'd like because... to ask everybody here a question. Um, have each of you seen the M. Night Shyamalan movie of Avatar The Last Airbender? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> oof. Yes, I have. Max. Oof. Yes. Yes, I have. Um, the issue that a lot of people say the issue with lo- that a lot of people have with that is that is 
very unfaithful to the source material. Um, <laughs> and that it was... And that same old bell gets rung. And it was done poorly. And very, very few people liked it. Um, and people are upset about that. And uh, I guess as a uh, longer lasting result of that, um, it's getting, you know, tried again, sort of. Uh, because a live action version of the series is being made and produced for Netflix. And I gotta say for that, I am I am honestly very looking forward to that because some of the original people that worked on the um, quote-unquote anime TV I'll call, show. I know, I'll call it anime. I think it was an anime, but um, I am very excited because the original people that worked on the TV show are coming back to work on this show as well. Um, and I have very high hopes for it. But anyways, you, you can continue. Yeah. Um, just the fact that this movie was made poorly. It was a poor adaptation. Mm-hmm. Wi- widely agreed. Um, so they're redoing it. Right. With a new director. New everything. So that's a different adaptation, which is a different kind of story following the same story. Which you said earlier, adaptations are kind of given the liberty to kind of do things differently, switch up some things, keep the story as a whole as it can, but add in their own touch to it. The thing with the movie... So I think it'd be a little contradictive to be like, well, The Last Airbender sucks, so if you suck, you should redo it type thing. Well, I agree with that, but here's the thing. It was so unfaithful that... Okay, they, so they, they got, made the they main... Got the main character's name wrong. Yeah, they, the main character's name is Aang. They called they him Ong. Lo- Ong. Throughout the entire movie. Okay. It's is a it spelled sim- the same? I, I assume it, it's spelled the same. So right. would it be just a different pronunciation? No, dude. That's like, not like, how words work. When like, you say... When you create a character and you're like, Aang, it's pronounced Aang. Or, or Ong. No. Yeah, I could argue that. That's, no. In any case. It'd be like, what or what? So, the last Airbender movie um, has 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, another, and another uh, infamous adaptation, Dragon Ball Evolution, has 15%. Um, wow. <laughs> that movie sucked. It did, I think. Um, but the point being... Uh, well, I guess the, the point I'd like to bring to light is that these things are being made to be good. And if the people don't think they're good, the goal isn't really being accomplished. Because d- despite whatever wants to be said about it, movies and series are made to make money. That's We, we all know that's the core reason. Sole purpose to entertain and to make money. And if they don't do that, then they are failures. Well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> The, yes. No. No. That is how it no, works. No. Listen to me. That if, they are failures. Drop Mike. Here, here's here's one thing you got to consider. Not every. I, I would disagree with you as well, Chase. Was saying everything is meant for for to be sold. No. People want to tell a story, whether it be leaving a legacy, uh, leaving uh, you know paying tribute to someone that they like, or basing a story off someone they love. It's a story that they want to tell, and if they want to tell it, they're going to tell it whether you like it or not. And if they have a different way of distributing it to the public, then they do it. The public can receive it any way they want, but they're still going to do it. The story's out there. The legacy lasts. I think that's a good point to bring up, honestly. Um, that's a, an entirely valid opinion. I just, I don't think myself or Max 100% agree with you. And this... Mm-hmm. That's fine. The, on the subject, we 
have a lot of different views, and I don't think any of us are changing our minds soon. That's fine. Um, and, and I respect your guys' uh, views on things. So, I avoiding... I disagree with you. <laughs> avoiding, uh, you know, audience reactions and Rotten Tomatoes score, uh, yeah, scores. Um, I want to bring a little bit of focus to something more in-depth in something like this, uh, movies and series. Um, the actors. Uh, what do you think about their job, their role in all this? You know, is this a difficult thing for them to do? Uh, especially with all this, uh, you know, green screen and production and scripts and adaptations and expectations. What What do you guys think about what the actors have to do for all uh, this? I personally think that they, they, they do play a big role because <laughs> if they can't, if, if, if for the adaptation, if they can't like pay tribute to the character that was written, then they're, they're okay. going to show a bad performance you, because yeah. Um, like, uh, like how we talked about the last airbender, uh, the person that played, uh, Aang, um, don't you mean Owen? he, he was only brought on for his, um, baldness. No, he wasn't bald. He has, he, had, he the actor oh, is here. I didn't, I, I don't even know what that is. It's okay. <laughs> um, but he was only brought on for his martial arts skills. He had no acting experience prior to oof. that movie. That deserves a double, double O oof. Yeah. So it's a failure. No, <laughs> Max, all right, not everything all right, all right. is pass or fail. That's very that that's a harsh way to put it, Max. And like and like some things that he said in that movie are like, okay, where was the emotion behind that? Okay, then you could say George Lucas is writing for Star Wars Episode Four. Uh, Harrison Ford actually said this: you you can write this shit, but you can't say it. That guy with no acting skills didn't have the awareness that to to justify saying what he said. He just said it because he was getting paid. Yeah. So thus, um, in that sits in that situation, I would say that the actor uh, was kind of just thrown into a into a mess when it comes to the writing and the pronun- pronunciations, but not a failure. When you say something is a mess, and the actor my life's is a mess. a mess, would you say my life's a failure? <laughs> I mean, if you pick it up, then it could be better. Yeah, but we all live in messes every day, bro. That's some weaselly wording, Max. Kind of sounds like you're trying to avoid calling our boy Eric here a failure. I mean, is anyone at 20 year olds like a super big success? Yeah, Tom Holland, Spider Man. Are you Tom Holland? Are any of us Tom? That's Holland? what I'm saying. You can't, bitch. You can't. I might be. <laughs> you can't say messes are failures. You can't. I I they're, can. I they're not, shouldn't. They're not interchangeable. I shouldn't. They're not interchangeable. See, you can't even. That's, I shouldn't use it. That's good. I can use it. That's I good self awareness, Max. No. You you shouldn't and there you go. You shouldn't use it, and you can't use it because it's no. wrong. It's just blatantly wrong. A mess is not a failure. It can be no, because you can be a, a hot mess. Squares and you can you fence. can make a house a mess. Like you can all failures are messes. Uh, not all messes are failures. I'm a hot mess. I'm not a failure. There you go. I think that's about all we have to say on the issue for now. Uh, guys, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Against the Grain. We will see you later.